Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following content is brought to you by Abigail 13, Eric Smith Orange Thunder, and Mr. Fister. Hey everyone, let's get started with an episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, this is episode 591. We've got some pretty cool stuff to talk about. Nintendo did a treehouse thing where they talk about a couple of upcoming games, namely Hyrule Warriors and Pikmin 3. I just finished watching the uh, their announcements, and uh, I'm actually really excited for both of these games. And I didn't, I did not anticipate that. We've got some pictures, some official pictures. From Super Nintendo World, uh, which is going to show up at Universal Studios in Japan. There's uh, new stuff coming to Super Mario Brothers 35. And uh, there's a demo. Not a demo. A, uh, I guess it is a demo. Yeah, there's a demo for a game. A game trial is what they say. Uh, coming uh, on October 13th until the 20th. So, l- without any further ado... I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening to the show, and let's get started! So, like I said before, Nintendo did a Treehouse thing today. If you're not familiar with Nintendo Treehouse, basically... Well, part of it is their localization team that, that makes sure that the games are ready to be released in, in places outside of Jan- Japan. But it's also uh, the team that is, I don't know, I guess I would say PR. Like, they sometimes become the face, not of a particular game, but of Nintendo as a whole as, hey, let's let's show off how this game plays, do a Treehouse event. Um, that kind of started back when uh, with E3 where Nintendo would do a Nintendo Direct and then they would support that Nintendo Direct with a Treehouse event live on the show floor showing off other stuff that they didn't talk about in the Nintendo Direct. Uh, and the, the Treehouse event that we got to see today, it was pre-recorded. So, and, and I think that's always a good thing to do. It's, it's always good to do pre-recorded stuff, but... Um, they showed off two games which could not be more different, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But they showed off Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and Pikmin 3 Deluxe. And I did not I didn't see myself wanting to play both of these games. But I do. I, I always kinda knew as soon as they showed off Hyrule Warriors, I knew I was all in on that. Pikmin 3 Deluxe surprises me. Surprises me a lot. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with Hyrule Warriors, even though that was the second thing, because I find it to be more interesting. Uh, They started off by showing off uh, some Urbosa gameplay, 
And she was in the city of women. I can't remember the name of the city off the top of my head right now. And I, I forgot to look it up before I started the show. Uh, but, you know, she was running through that city uh, in the desert. And the thing that struck me was that it felt like they lifted, and maybe they did, but it felt like they lifted that city right out of Breath of the Wild, made no changes to it, and plopped it down into Age of Calamity. And don't don't take that as a complaint, because the world of Breath of the Wild is wonderfully detailed and put together. So for them to be, uh, for them to take aspects of that game straight out of Breath of the Wild and and drop it into this game, I think is uh, pretty brilliant and really, really awesome. I love the idea that we get to play as these heroes a hundred years ago and run around through these places that we've already seen, but we get to see them a little bit different. Um, there, there was a, there was a, a part, uh, later on in the video where they showed, uh, you probably remember this from breath of the wild, except that it was ruins at the time. Well, this is a hundred years prior, so it's not ruins. So you get to see what it looked like, um, before it got destroyed. We uh, probably will get to see it get destroyed, which would be kind of cool. Anyway, back to the Urbosa gameplay. Her combat looks really, really cool. Everybody's combat looks really cool. Uh, Urbosa plays a lot with lightning, which I thought was really neat. They also showed off uh, some Zelda combat, which also looked fantastic. I love how each character has their own style to them. And it seems like each character has their own style. And on top of that... They also have multiple styles depending on what kind of weapon you're using. They showed off Link using some big old two-handed uh, weapons in in a mission, and his combat style was incredibly different than what we have seen before in Age of Calamity. I think that's really cool. They showed off the world map, which was, you know, it's the world map that we're familiar with, but instead of having a list of missions like in Hyrule Warriors we had basically a list of missions with a couple of branching paths but it would just take you down the same road the whole time this one felt more like you had open world uh, where you not not open world in the sense of you can just walk anywhere you want but open world in the sense of um, you have more options as to where you want to go next. So you and your team of heroes are going to bounce around the map, accomplishing different things in different places. And I think that that seems really, really cool. Um, just seeing that map again and hearing, oh my God, the sound design of Breath of the Wild was so amazing. I, you, you forget how fantastic the sound design is until you're watching... A, uh, a stream, which by the way, this is in the show notes, so you can check it out. Uh, but when you're watching a stream and you hear that sound of the Sheikah Slate, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's so familiar and awesome. I love it. Uh, so anyway, instead of having like this list of missions, you have the map and you can go around to different places on the map and say, all right, well, uh, if I go and do this mission, it'll give me a recipe, which then I can use to cook food for my heroes 
and they will get a temporary buff based on me cooking those those uh, that food. I assume that that also means that you have to go out and get um, get items to cook. So, for instance, there was one moment. I don't know if they were trying to show this off. I doubt it. Uh, but there was one moment where uh, Link was running around doing his thing. And as you're killing enemies, uh, little bags of loot show up on the ground. And then they, almost like there's a big magnet around your waist, they go flying towards you. And then in, in one of the corners of the screen, it says, oh, you just got this item. You just got that item. And one of the items that I saw was like raw meat. So... I guess what you'll probably end up doing is you'll go into these these levels and you'll grind through a level in order to get a bunch of materials and then you'll go on a mission in order to um, uh, get this recipe so that you can cook these items in order to make your characters more powerful so that you can take on uh, more difficult levels later on. And I think that sounds really cool. Um, as far as the cooking... Different characters will have a preference for certain dishes, which reminds me very much of Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. There, that like there was this whole thing where uh, you would find out that oh, this character really, really likes soup, and this other character really, really likes I don't know, like cooked meat or whatever. Um, so understanding that about those characters gave you like a bonus things in that game. And it seems like that kind of thing is being brought into uh, Age of Calamity as well. Uh, in addition to cooking, there's also crafting. And, uh, you know, a big question everybody was going to ask, of course, because it's one of the most divisive things about Breath of the Wild is is people hated the idea, some people hated the idea, that your weapons would break. And... That didn't bother me. I thought it was great because it forced me to get out of my comfort zone instead of always relying on a sword for Link. Sometimes I would be using a giant axe. Sometimes I would be using a spear. Sometimes I would be using a sword. And I always thought that that was really cool because it it changed up the gameplay in a way that I don't think would have been other uh, otherwise possible. Well, for those of you that hated the idea of weapons breaking... You, you you can rest assured that that's not going to happen in um, Age of Calamity. Uh, weapons don't break, but you can use weapons in order to fuse them into your main weapon. So, you know, you'll have this weapon that you really, really like, and you're using, and you're like, well, maybe the soup ladle. They kept talking about the soup ladle. Um, so maybe you really, really like the soup ladle as the, like you like that combat style. Like I said, they have different styles depending on what weapons you're using. If you really like that soup ladle, you can take the other weapons that you're getting along the way and you can uh, use the crafting at the blacksmith in order to fuse those weapons into the soup ladle, making it stronger, which is pretty cool. I think that that's neat. And of course, it's one more way that you can grind. And look, these games are kind of grindy. But it's a good grind. Like, I really, really like it. Uh, so, yes, these games are kind of grindy. You're going to be out there grinding for new weapons and then taking those new weapons and fusing them into the whichever weapon that you like the most. And you'll do that for each character. Uh, I expect that we're going to be playing this game a whole bunch. You're also going to go out and 
find armor. Like there are different armor sets that your characters can wear. And just like in Breath of the Wild, I'm sure that these different armor sets will have different properties. Like, oh no, there is a there's a lightning storm. You better be using wooden weapons, wooden shield, and wooden armor instead of wearing metal armor and using a metal uh, sword and shield as well. And I think that that's really cool. That that brings those elements from Breath of the Wild into this uh, Muso game. And that's the thing that I like so much about these Muso games, because I've only ever played the crossover ones, is how they find a way to meld or fuse the elements from the... I guess the source material game into the Muso franchise. And I think that that's really, really cool. Um, the animations in this game are fantastic. You know, there's this moment where, you know, they were using Urbosa and she turns and looks dead into the camera after building up all of these lightning charges and time kind of slows down behind her and she looks dead into the camera and smiles for a second and snaps her fingers and then the lightning hits and shocks everybody and uh, she gets a whole bunch of kills that way I thought that was absolutely fantastic there was this one animation that we got to see with Link oh my god this was amazing um, where they, they were doing this weird two handed um, weapon the, the, the theme behind it was there was this kid who wants to make a two handed weapon dummy and so you are training against other people in order for this kid to like take notes on it or something. It doesn't really matter. It's a, you know, it's some kind of weird side mission. Um, but you get something out of it by playing it. Anyway, they were showing off two-handed combat with Link. And there's this crazy moment where time stops. <laughs> and in true Breath of the Wild fashion, Link pulls out a couple of apples and shoves them down his gullet so that he can uh, be a little more powerful because you know you you know that that's happened in everybody's Breath of the Wild game at one point or another you were playing you were about to die and you ate like 17 apples in order to stay alive well they 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 took that from Breath of the Wild and they threw it into this as as this cool animation where Link aggressively <laughs> You have to see this this um, this video. He aggressively eats these two apples before then picking up his giant two-handed sword, or I think it was an axe or something. It was like a stone sword of some kind. And then brings it down and uh, hits a whole bunch of enemies. It looked really great. This game's coming out on November 20th. Uh, I, ca- I cannot wait for this game. It's going to be so exciting. All right, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, I want to talk about the other game from the Treehouse, which was Pikmin 3 Deluxe and why I'm suddenly very interested in that game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I have to be honest. Pikmin, it's a good game. It really is. But it's not a game that super resonates with me. And, I, you know, I'm very happy that I watched the Hyrule Warriors thing first. Um, these two games could not be more different. And when they first announced Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity as having a November 20th release date, I thought, that's a little too close to Pikmin. It's a little too close. And that's because I was thinking, all right, well, these are two Nintendo games. Yes, Hyrule Warriors is made by Bandai Namco, but it's still a Nintendo game. And this is two Nintendo games within a month of each other, really. Kind of kind of not the best idea, in my opinion. But then after watching this, I was like, well, these, these games are for two incredibly different audiences and yeah the venn diagram does overlap a little bit like there are definitely people myself included who are going to want to pick up hyrule warriors age of calamity and who are also going to want to pick up pikmin 3 deluxe but i think most of i think that those few those people are few and far between now you're probably listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, that's me too. I don't think that we're that few and far between, Bill. Well, that's kind of a self-selecting prophecy. You're listening to a Nintendo podcast. You're already all in on this stuff. You know what I mean? Anyway, maybe you're not. Maybe I'm wrong. But these are two incredibly different types of games. Um, first off, what are some of the, the things that they added to Pikmin 3 to make it deluxe uh, if you couldn't hear my air quotes there just imagine that they were there um, they added a lock-on mode as well as a target cycle mode which I think makes things just a little bit better you have the option of using just sticks if you want or you can also use motion controls and treat the uh, the cursor like a mouse cursor which I think is great multiplayer looks so relaxing and so fun now if you don't know anything about pikmin the way that it works is you have a day to spend getting ready for the next day so all right i've you know the sun comes up and you have until sunset to accomplish as many of these tasks as you can and the sun slowly travels across the top of the screen so you can like see it moving across the top of the screen slowly now, depending on what difficulty level you're, you're playing on, you will be limited either that um, the, the sun will move across faster, at least that's what I believe that they said, or you can be limited into how many Pikmin you're able to use on a level if you're playing on like extra spicy mode, I think they called it for some reason. Uh, I do wish that there was a way to just completely play without the timer at all. Because this looks like the perfect game 
to sit down and uh, sit with my wife, and she and I can go through, play some split screen, uh, kind of have a conversation. You know, the kids come into the room and we talk to them for a little bit, but just, you know, playing this game kind of absentmindedly uh, together. This looks like the perfect kind of game for that. But knowing that there's that timer at the top of the screen, it it fills me with a little too much urgency. And it makes me want to play it a little bit less. Not a lot less, just a little bit less. It, it But this absolutely looks like the perfect kind of game to sit and play with my wife. Uh, multiplayer was not in the original Pikmin 3 game. That's what makes it deluxe, is the multiplayer. You can now play split-screen multiplayer with a friend. Um, you can't play online, at least it doesn't seem like you can. And I, I wish that you could, but it seems like you can't. Um, they also added in this thing called side stories, which is, it's essentially new content to justify people buying the game all over again. Um, mostly I was going to say, well, I don't care about this. But then as they were showing it, I was like, oh, this looks like a cool little bite-sized play sessions that you can do with this. So, oh, I've got 10 minutes to kill. Let me do a side story real quick. Uh, or let us do a side story real quick because those are also multiplayer. And then the thing that was really, really impressive and it makes me really want to be able to play this game online is Bingo Battle. Bingo Battle is the game's versus mode. Um, basically, you are both on the same map, you and the other player, and you have a certain set of items on a bingo card that uh, a four by four bingo card that you need to go through the level and collect you know you get your pikmin to go defeat these things or pick up these things and bring them back to your base and whoever fills in their bingo line faster is the winner and it looked really really cool the the actual moment-to-moment -moment gameplay of this looked fantastic you can attack the other player uh, there is an eShop demo out tonight. This game comes out in less than a month. It comes out October 30th. It looks awesome. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe looks absolutely awesome, and I'm sold on it. I am absolutely sold on it. I don't know if I'm going to buy it right away. Maybe the demo will change my mind. I don't, I don't know, but uh, I am sold on the game, and I might pick it up down the line. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up now just because I'm pretty busy. But it looks great. And uh, that if, if, if the bingo battle... You know what Nintendo should do? They should put the bingo battle online for free. Like, hey, this is a free-to-play thing, bingo battle. And then sell the rest of Pikmin 3 Deluxe as like an add-on. Because people would play the bingo battle and have an absolute blast. And then they would want more. And they would play the they would they would end up picking up the rest of the game, whereas otherwise they might not. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the demo will sell a whole bunch of people. Because remember, I know that this is a game that was already out on the Wii U, and Nintendo. A lot of people felt like Nintendo did them dirty by uh, you know announcing Pikmin Three Deluxe and then removing it from the Wii U eShop. Let's be honest with ourselves. If you were going to buy it on the Wii U eShop, you would have already bought it on the Wii U eShop. Um, I get the complaint, but I think that it rings a little hollow. Feel free to send your uh, your angry tweets to me if you want. Um, I, I get it, but 
I think that that uh, it's just it's such a cool game, and uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I kind of forgot what I was just about to say, so I'm going to move on. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff right now. Okay, real quick, I've got three quick stories that I want to share with you. Well, three quick stories and a thank you. Uh, Number one, the Super Nintendo World uh, has some official pictures posted on Nintendo of America's um, uh, Twitter account. And man, does it look cool. I want to go there, but it's in Japan and, you know, there's it's COVID times. So that's never happening. (laughs) Uh, I'll just have to wait for them to bring one here and then I'll have to wait until I'm an old, old man uh, and actually have money to travel (laughs) to to wherever this thing is going to be. My guess is in California or something because I live in the middle of nowhere and it's not going to happen where I live, but it's cool and uh, I'm excited for everybody else that gets to go there. Um, Super Mario Brothers 35 has... it. So in addition to the regular mode that people are, have been, have doing, they also have these special battles. And um, right now there's a special battle uh, that is starting. It says the next special battle is now live on 35. Uh, Tread lightly as Lakitu, Hammer Bros, Bowser, and other powerful enemies dominate the courses. So you can do like the regular level levels or... You can do the special battles, and it'll be even harder, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, the courses are limited to one, 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 two, one, four, two, one, three, one, four, one. That's the same combination as my luggage and President Shrub salute. Anyway, I think that uh, I'm going to have to try that out because I love Super Mario Brothers 35. Nintendo, don't take it away from us. Finally, before we get out of here. Um, starting on October 13th until October 20th at midnight, Nintendo Switch Online members, uh, that's most of you, uh, can experience the full version of Overwatch. Uh, if you've never played Overwatch, now's your chance. This game is awesome. I have not played it on Nintendo Switch, but I have put a ridiculous number of hours into it on uh, PC and on my PS4. And now you're, I mean, it's already on Switch, but now you can play it for free for a week. And uh, hopefully you get hooked is what I think they're they're hoping for. Um, real quick, I lied. It's not three, three things in a thank you. It's four things in a thank you. There were people who saw some of the art for Monster Hunter Rise and they said, is that running on a real Switch? Or I'm sorry, is that running on a, a, on a regular Switch? And Capcom has responded to them. This was an interview with Eurogamer because people were looking at it and they said, "Um, this looks way too nice to be running on a Nintendo Switch. So um, Ryozo Sujimoto, and I probably butchered his name, and if that's the case, I apologize. Um, They were talking to Eurogamer and they were asked about it and they said, Monster Hunter Rise was all running on Switch. Everything you saw at Tokyo Game Show. Obviously, we have no idea whatsoever what the plans would be in that direction. In the in, in this case, they're talking about a new 
or a Switch Pro or something like that. But even at the moment, you actually have two different Switch hardware you're targeting. You've got the original Switch, which has docking mode. So that's something we've already born into mind to make sure that the game is, isn't making any undue assumptions on the hardware owned by the player. As to those kind of plans on Nintendo's side, we can't speak to those at all. We're trying to make the game work as best as it can on whichever Switch you have. But basically, they're saying, you know, Capcom is saying, or I guess uh, Sujimoto is saying uh, that they don't have any knowledge of a Switch Pro. Does that mean that they don't have any knowledge of a Switch Pro? No, not necessarily. I mean, I tend to believe them. But we've also seen many times where developers have given us just absolutely false answers. Remember when Blizzard swore up and down that we weren't getting Diablo on Nintendo Switch? And then eventually we did. Uh, So that's just something to keep in mind. And the absolute last thing before we get out of here, I want to thank uh, Audie Norman, who is a wonderful artist. Uh, He drew a picture of me dressed as Mario. And if you want to check this out, follow me on Twitter uh, because I I retweeted it. But Or you can follow him. He's at oddly normal one. Uh, so make sure that you check out that drawing. It's fantastic. I love the way that he, he puts so much expression into his art with such so few pen strokes, if that makes any sense. Uh, and I just think his uh, picture of me looks really cool. Before I get out of here, I want to say thank you to our patrons, each and every patron. I appreciate you. Every listener, I appreciate you as well. Uh, But at the end of the shows, I shout out the producers. Producers like, uh, happy birthday to my little girl. (laughs) This guy changes his his name every time, and it looks like it's his daughter's birthday. So happy birthday to her. Uh, Josephine, Travis McGuire, Bowser, uh, John Eisenmanger, and Matt Hadfield. It's not all of their birthdays. It's it's just uh, Sean's daughter's birthday. So happy birthday to Sean's daughter. Uh, I hope you have a great one. And uh, thank you for supporting the show. I'm out of here. Uh, if you are looking for any of my other stuff, you can find it all at runjumpstomp.com. That's my Twitch channel, my YouTube channel, uh, the Patreon. You can find it there as well. And uh, my other shows, like 143 Pixels, which uh, just had an episode come out yesterday. Anyway, have a great day, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.